0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Stigma Busters. My name is Courtney Rice, and I'll be your host for this podcast. But before we hear from our guests, let me tell you a little bit about me. I am the current manager of marketing and communications with NAMI Wood County. NAMI stands for National Alliance on Mental Illness. And as part of my position, I'm also contracted to do marketing efforts for the Wood County Alcohol, Drug Addiction, and Mental Health Services Board, aka ADAMS. I'm also a proud graduate of Bowling Green State University and University of Toledo with my BA in psychology, and I also have my master's in social work. I'm also a licensed social worker and a huge mental health advocate. But enough about me. I want to talk to you today about why we decided to do this podcast and what its goals are. We wanted to create this podcast as a way to continue spreading awareness on mental health and addiction issues. In case you didn't know, one in five individuals in the U.S. come face to face with a mental health condition each year, and that includes the folks right here in Wood County. So on this show, we want to talk to local therapists, social workers, counselors, and others to learn more about not only how you can get help in Wood County, but also we want to bust some stigma. So in case you don't know what stigma means, I'll tell you according to the Google machine. Stigma is the disapproval of or discrimination against a person based on perceivable social characteristics that serve to distinguish them from other members of society. But unfortunately, this happens way too often with mental health and addiction. How many times have you ever heard that people are, quote, crazy or, quote, psychotic? How about people with mental illness are violent? Watch out for those people. They belong in the loony house. That talk stops here. We are going to bust stigma because after all, we are the stigma busters, kind of like the ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no stigma. With all our talks and interviews, we are hoping to continue to spread awareness on mental illness, addiction disorders, and most importantly, we wanna help you get the help that you need. Today's episode is brought to you by the Wood County Suicide Prevention Coalition, The Wood County Suicide Prevention Coalition is a community of citizens from diverse backgrounds who are united in their resolve to save lives. This coalition is committed to increase public understanding of depression, mental illness, and alcohol and drug abuse as treatable health conditions, not as signs of personal weakness. To learn more, you can visit their website at www.woodcountysuicideprevention.org. Let's go ahead and bust it. Before we dive in more to our podcast, we want to share a disclaimer for our audience. The content we share on Stigma Busters can bring up a variety of feelings and thoughts, and the Wood County Alcohol, Drug Addiction and Mental Health Services Board is here to help you. If you want to connect with mental health and or addiction resources and treatment, you can dial 211 and you will be connected to services today. Sometimes Folks may have thoughts of suicide or hurting ourselves or others. If you are experiencing these type of thoughts, please dial the Wood County Crisis Line. That number is 419-502-HOPE. So again, 419-502-4673. And you'll be connected to an experienced counselor right here in Wood County who will help you get help. You can also text 4HOPE, so the number 4HOPE, to the crisis text line, and that number is 741 741, and you'll be connected to a counselor within minutes. Always remember help is here. Today, we'll be chatting with Amy Coe and Angie Batchen, uh co chairs of the Wood County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Amy is a Licensed Professional Clinical Counselor and currently serves as the Director of Community Programs for the Wood County Atomist Board. Angie is a Licensed Independent Social Worker and is a Program Manager for the Wood County Educational Service Center. These two, they wear quite a number of hats um, in the community for their role, so I'm really excited to be able to chat with them today specifically about their role with the Wood County Suicide Prevention Coalition so amy angie welcome thank you thanks for having us
1: hi courtney hi amy <laughs> so how are you two doing today adjusting to the cold weather hoping it, we get into spring soon yeah it's kind of chilly now
0: it's always like that in northwest ohio lots of <laughs> snow so can uh, one of you can go first but can you each just tell me a little bit about yourselves
1: as Courtney said, I'm Angie Fashion from the Wood County Educational Service Center. Um, I've been there about six years, focusing on mental health programming and prevention of mental health and suicide prevention, some of those kinds of things. Along with our alcohol, tobacco, and other drug programming, um, we've expanded to include some of the things I just mentioned.
2: Hi, my name is Amy Coe, and I am the Director of Community Programs for the Wood County Adams Board. And um, I do wear a few hats. Um, we are a small staff, so um, I do everything from answer the phone and help with referrals that people have about you know need, needing referrals about services to helping with grants, whether it's writing grants or outcome tracking or anything like that, to um, being a co-chair of the Suicide Prevention Coalition. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, it definitely sounds
0: like you two do a lot for the Wood County community, and I know that we're also grateful to be able to have these great prevention programs, and yeah, be able to have these good um, things in place to be able to help folks who may be struggling with mental health and addiction. Overall, what made you want to get involved in this field?
2: I actually, um, my undergrad is in criminal justice, And I was really focused on wanting to help people in some capacity. I really wasn't sure what that looked like, uh, to be honest with you, when I was young and just starting out with college. But I had had um, a few people close in my life that had struggled with mental health and some addictions. And so um, it was something that I was really passionate about and really felt that I could be empathetic and provide some help and support to those that might be struggling. So that's kind of what drove me um, in my career. I actually was very fortunate enough to to get a job at a behavioral health center before I got my master's and before I was a licensed individual, so that really helped solidify that yes, I, I definitely want to, you know, further my career and you know get my uh, master's and and move move along from there. So
1: similar, my background's in social work, and that was kind of a push from some of my family members that had struggled with mental health and and suggested that I actually be a psychologist, but that took a little more schooling. And uh, I went the social work route. I liked that you could get um, licensed at the undergraduate level. And so that certainly helped getting a job out of college and uh, waited a few years to go back for my master's. But I think that was that was the way it was supposed to happen. I'm glad I did. I like the flexibility of the field and what you can do with it.
0: In general, a lot of them, they feel like they have that experience, whether it's personal or family members. But a lot of that has um, driven them to go into the field. So I think that's always so nice to people to have that perspective um, when it comes to working in mental health. So we are here to talk about one of your hats. So that is the Wood County uh, Suicide Prevention Coalition. Um, What exactly is this coalition and what do they do for the Wood County community?
2: The Wood County Suicide Prevention Coalition is made up of a group of concerned individuals, whether it be professionals or just community members, um, that meet monthly and come up with ways to best serve the community as far as prevention with suicide and developing new and innovative ideas to get the word out on how people can receive help. So we we also decide on um, how we might spend some funding that we have to best serve the folks in Wood County.
0: So you mentioned that uh, the suicide prevention coalition does a lot of projects and such for the community. Can you tell me a little bit about what they've done in the past? Like any um, awareness efforts or any events that they've hosted?
2: So yeah, um, I'll do um, an example. Um, So we actually uh, coordinated um, some small TV commercials that um, highlighted individuals that have lost someone with suicide. Um, so that we could really give a personal touch to um, this epidemic uh, that we're all experiencing. So um, when we were able to air those um, you know, commercials on local stations so that people in the community um, could see uh, that there are, you know, individuals that have experienced this firsthand. Um, so we have used that in a a few different capacities, but yeah, um, Angie, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the community events we've done maybe?
1: Sure. Um, I think, you know, in the last year or so, right, we've had to adjust a little bit to adapt to COVID just like everybody and everything out there. Um, you know, we've, we've done events in the past where we partnered with NAMI, you know, to do like a walk, um, as part of the afterburn and, and things like that. Um, that's looked a little different in the past year. I think this year it was a drive-through event. Um, and we like to use data. You know, we look at our statistics and numbers, um, not just nationally and statewide, but locally, what's happening in our county and how can we respond to those in our community to help uh, make a difference and and to help people who might be thinking about suicide. And so, you know, we look at, again, the high-risk groups and try to find activities that we can do to help them. Um, so during COVID, we had some earbuds um, printed with the logo for the coalition on it and gave some resources out and passed those out to first responders, um, health care workers, police, fire, mm-hmm. um, etc., those at nursing homes. Um, we also did some stickers that had our HOPE logo, the crisis hotline number, and a QR code that went to the suicide prevention resource guide and had those go out on food that was going home from the schools over the summer and from the food banks and that kind of thing. Um, so we try to look for what populations are most at risk um, because of whatever's happening in the community at the time and lately like, that's been kind of COVID related and then finding some way to reach out to, that, to those groups.
0: That sounds like some awesome stuff that is going on in the um, Suicide Prevention Coalition. I think it's great that uh, emphasizing the certain populations that may be struggling at that particular moment, because I know really there are a lot of risk factors that could go into um, helping prevent suicide and those who attempt. So are there any particular risk factors that maybe someone should pay attention to in helping to prevent uh, suicide deaths? Or have you either of you seen any um, particular signs, I guess, of someone who may be more likely to attempt?
2: So Angie and I are actually um, certified to provide what's called QPR training, which is question, persuade, refer. So we go out as much as we can um, in the community and actually teach individuals what to look for, whether it's behavioral signs or whether it's. You know, a statement that someone says, and then basically showing how they can actually um, engage that person and make the referral to to treatment. So we are more than willing to come out to just about any group and provide that CPR training, which is a relatively short training. We can do it in as little as an hour. We've done it on Zoom, we've done it in churches, you know, in person, whatever it takes. So. That training, I really feel like is kind of the first aid kit to really teach someone, hey, these are the if you see this in someone, they're experiencing these signs, then you need to take action. So um, to really get at your question, you know, it could be something as simple as somebody saying, I don't really want to be here tomorrow or you know, well, what would happen if I'm not here tomorrow? Is anything that that makes you go, makes you question, you know, is this person struggling? So, and obviously, you know, we, we teach some really basic behavioral science, too. If someone's, you know, withdrawn or is doing something in particular that, you know, might concern you, we go over all of that in the PPR. So we're really trying to push that as much as we can in the community.
0: Great. That sounds like an awesome training, being able to, learn to help someone who may be struggling um, with suicidal thoughts and yeah, be able to recognize those signs and symptoms. A great training. It sounds like for schools, for any other community organization. So yeah, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah. we've so, offered Teachers and all of that too. So
0: yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times um, like adolescents or um, even like teenagers may be struggling a little bit um, during that transitional time. Do you find that that's a little higher? Um, like, more that suicidal ideation is higher among adolescents, or does it really just depend on the situation?
1: We've seen suicide ideation going up um, in our last survey that we did of the youth. Um, we do a, a survey every two years of the youth in the county, and we have seen suicide ideation going up. They're reporting a reduction in attempts. So they're thinking about it, but it it looks to us like they're probably getting help in most cases, um, maybe more so than in the past. So. Um I think reducing stigma is important and letting people know that it's okay to talk about it. Getting back to the the risk factors, you know bringing it up um is not a risk factor, <laughs> like you know mentioning it to somebody and and asking them if they're thinking about it is is something that's actually a good thing to do because sometimes somebody is struggling and having a hard time saying it themselves, but if you mention it first, then that then they feel like, okay, well, you said the word, so you know you're you're somebody I can talk to about this. Um, and so that's really important. Good way to be able to build trust is just by being open and honest and asking
0: them directly, are you Mm -hmm. feeling suicidal? I think a lot of times people are really scared to say that word. Cause a lot of, a lot of myths that I've heard is that if you say, or you ask someone, are you feeling suicidal? You're going to put that thought in their head. And that's definitely not true. Um, as I have learned from different trainings and whatnot. So I appreciate you bringing that awareness uh, to folks as well um so we did touch on a little on stigma so i want to just ask uh, if there's any other um if you either of you have ever encountered any other stigma surrounding suicide while working in this field and how you handled it um for example you know you mentioned that some of the stigma associated is asking people directly if they're suicidal um is there any other like myths or anything you'd like to share um in terms of suicide
2: well i mean There are a lot of myths, and I think we have made a lot of progress as far as kind of busting some of those myths. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still think we have a ways to go, to be honest with you. I still think that people don't see mental health as the same as physical health. And I think until we can kind of get to that point, we've still got some work to do. So, you know, it's just like if I'm in a, you know, a group of friends and I have a, let's say a headache, you know, I'm willing to share that. Oh, geez, I have a headache. I'm going to take some Advil, you know, whereas it might not be as comfortable for people to say, you know, I'm suffering from depression. I need to make sure I take my depression medication today. So, you know, we still, we still have ways to go, but, um, you know, I think NAMI does a great job. You do a great job at putting all that stuff on social media um, and kind of debunking some of those myths. Um, but I still think you know it's just not commonplace as much as it should be for people to you know to talk about their mental health and their mental wellness, too, to talk about you know when people are doing well too, and just as much as when you're struggling.
1: Yeah, to piggyback on that, I think you know the one of the myths that's really harmful, really, really dangerous, is the you know we can't do anything about it anyway. If they want to die, they're going to that's just not true. I mean, we really can make a difference. It can be life-changing to just talk to somebody, to bring it up, to ask them if they're okay, um, to ask if they're thinking about suicide, um, you know, and, and maybe say, you know, here are the things that I've learned, you know, I've, I've been told that these are some warning signs and I saw you, you know, doing this or you said this and, I, and it made me worry about you. Um, and that can just showing somebody that you care can be a turning point. That can be the thing that, that changes things for them. Um, sometimes it's more than that, but that can be enough in some in some circumstances. And so, not to downplay that or to think it doesn't matter because it does.
2: And so, if you can offer that hope and support and alleviate some of that pain, it it does make things so much better.
0: Yeah, I really like leaving on that message of hope because I think that that's so important, um, especially when talking about such a heavy topic like suicide. And uh, I know a lot of folks who have been impacted in one way or another. So I appreciate all the work that uh, this coalition is doing for the Wood County community. Uh, the last question I just wanted to ask is, what are some resources that are available uh, who can help those um, who may be struggling with um, thoughts of suicide or any of those thought- or any of those symptoms that come from Um, depression, like hopelessness, uh, withdrawing, isolating. So what are some resources in Wood
2: County? So we have a plethora of resources um, and I I can't go away without highlighting um, some of the work that the Educational Service Center does where Angie works. You know, prevention is kind of where everything starts, you know, preventing, um, you know, and providing resiliency to, you know, for individuals to get through difficult times. Um, But we have some great resources um, for people that are in crisis. Um, I know the young people, they really like the texting. So there is a crisis text line. Um, So you text for hope to 741741. Um, and then we also have the uh, call-in crisis line, which is uh, 419-502-HOPE, uh, which is 4673. So those are really two great resources that we have in the community. And then we have a just a menu of service options from a lot of our behavioral health providers. Um, and we're very lucky to, to be blessed with so many um, unique and wonderful providers in our area.
0: Well, thank you both so much uh, for coming on today. I really appreciate, like I said, all the hard work that you two are doing for the community. So thank you so much. Stigma Busters is written and hosted by Courtney Rice and recorded and produced by Kaylee Mollman. Music is composed by Ben Damon. Stigma Busters is funded by the Wood County Alcohol, Drug Addiction and Mental Health Services Board. Stigma Busters is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe today.